You might think the lobbying in Washington stops on a piece of legislation once it's signed into law. But when it comes to the financial regulatory reform bill, which became law last summer, the lobbying intensified in some areas. Companies shifted their focus from members of Congress to the regulatory bodies themselves, the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Federal Reserve, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. To talk more about this, we're joined by Michael Beckel, the money and politics reporter for the Center for Responsive Politics, which tracks public data on campaign contributions. Welcome to the Financial 411. Good to be here, Amy. Thanks for having me. So how exactly are companies lobbying these regulatory agencies? They can't give an SEC staffer a campaign contribution. So how are they trying to influence these staffers? These companies are employing their own private armies, in a sense, of people who will advocate on their behalf, go behind the scenes, go to the meetings, go to the hearings, and make sure that they stay abreast of the latest developments and have their say when the uh, decisions are being made. But I'm wondering what kind of leverage they have. The lobbyists, many of them have gone through what's known as the revolving door. If you look in this uh, financial regulatory reform battle, a couple of former members of Congress, John Bro and Trent Lott, the former Senate Majority Leader, they are meeting with uh, various agencies, various offices on behalf of clients, including uh, Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. Wow, when you have Trent Lott on your side, uh, that's uh, that probably opens a lot of doors. Many of the new rules haven't been written. Are these delays and the slow pace of writing the regulations because of lobbying? It's hard to say at this point. Certainly what we are seeing is an intense multi-year war. It's battle after battle to be able to implement and in some places just uh, try to grind to a halt or defund or repeal completely what's going on. I think uh, that uh, the companies are investing significant sums of money in this lobbying approach, and uh, they clearly see a value to what they're doing. Otherwise, they wouldn't be putting up so much money to make sure that their voices are heard in the process. What companies have been most aggressive in lobbying Some of the top spenders include the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, as well as these big uh, commercial banks and security investment firms like Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley. J.P. Morgan Chase, for instance, spent $1.75 million on uh, lobbying just in the first quarter of 2011 here. And Goldman Sachs spent $1.3 million just in the first three months of the year, which is the second highest quarterly sum since Obama took office. That's some executive's yearly bonus right there. Absolutely. So we're heading into a presidential election. Do we know yet who Wall Street is starting to back? It's a a little early to tell. Both the Republican and Democratic candidates who are interested in running for office are actually just now starting to file the paperwork that will allow us to know with certainty what donors are bankrolling their efforts. Uh, The first... uh, campaign finance filings that we're going to see are coming up next month in July. Candidates on both sides of the aisle are going to be courting Wall Street donors. Barack Obama relied on these donors, as did Mitt Romney, who, of course, uh, worked very closely with many of these firms in his days in the private sector. Michael Beckel is the Money and Politics reporter for the Center for Responsive Politics. Thanks for joining us on the Financial 411. Great to be here, Amy. Thank you.
Stocks moved lower today after the Federal Reserve issued a cautious economic outlook just days ahead of the end of its Treasury Securities Purchasing Program, known as QE2. The Dow dropped 80 points to 12,110. The S&P 500 shed 8 points to 1,287. The Nasdaq lost 18 points, closing at 2,669. This is the Financial 411 on WNYC.